The IEEE Quantum Podcast Series aims to inform on the landscape of the quantum ecosystem and serve as the leading community for all projects and activities on quantum technologies. This episode features Oleg Mukhanov, co-founder and CTO of SEEK and member of the IEEE Quantum Initiative Steering Committee. Oleg talks with us about quantum technologies and the applications that will benefit from its advances. Oleg, thank you for taking time to contribute to the IEEE Quantum Podcast Series. To get started, can you tell us how you became involved with IEEE Quantum and how do you see it helping to advance quantum computing? Well, I have been uh, involved in IEEE for many years. I joined IEEE in 1993, I think, and been active in uh, uh, council, IEEE Council for Applied Superconductivity for almost 20 years. And uh, my prior focus was on classical superconducting electronics. So when uh, quantum computing came along, quantum technologies came along, this is, uh, of course, immediately went into, came to, to the radar. And uh, we're starting to pay attention to this emerging field. And initially, obviously, it was totally in physics research area. Uh, but more and more, we see that it's migrating from physics to applied uh, uh, sort of fields uh, towards electronics, towards engineering, therefore into the realm of uh, which IEEE uh, covers. So that also was coincident with us uh, uh, at Hypress, uh, where I worked before. Uh, looking at different application for superconducting electronics, uh, and we see a perfect match between superconducting qubits, quantum bits, and classical superconducting electronics, which can work together to build scalable quantum computer. In a way, computers are built because we have great experience in. Uh, we had great experience in developing cryogenic uh, systems uh, with the very high performance based on superconducting electronics. So for us, that was very natural to uh, envelope the new field, the uh, emerging field of quantum computing, quantum sensing uh, uh, as, as uh, applied to superconducting electronics in general. So Oleg, how do you view the current state of quantum technology and where do you see it headed in the near future? Yeah, <clears throat> when, uh, when we look at the current state of uh, quantum computing, I will be focusing mostly on quantum computing amongst uh, different uh, quantum technologies. And we see that it's still pretty much in the, uh, the, the system are built pretty much following the way uh, physics experiment is built. So you see a, a qubit chips, 
which house uh, multiple qubits, qubit arrays, arranged in a particular way, which uh, read out and control room temperature. That's how you build quantum computer today, and that's how the initial sort of physics experiments are built. So that's, that is very natural sort of extension of very initial uh, sort of research attempts to, uh, to study uh, elements which can be foundation for quantum computing. However, if you look at the, how quantum, if you look at the system from a computer standpoint, you immediately understand that this is uh, counter to how computers uh, should be organized. So in, in particular, you don't want to have uh, your control system remoted from uh, the computational core, from processor, and you don't want to connect every uh, element of this processor to external world. Uh, because uh, if you recall how the progress in, in computing industry happened, it really took off when Fairchild and then other company invented integrated circuits. And integrated circuits, it's not just putting multiple gates on the same chip. That was not the, the main idea. The main idea was that these uh, gates can talk to each other without interacting with uh, outside uh, sort of uh, world. So therefore, a number of input-output lines become disconnected from uh, uh, it, it become not uh, linearly dependent on number of gates. So, and until this happens, uh, the com early computers were kludgy, very much uh, similar to what um, you can see today in the modern systems. And clearly, in order to scale such system, you really need to take a lesson from the past and uh, disconnect the uh, number of uh, connections from uh, the number of qubits on the chip. So this uh, sort of realization uh, came uh, to, <clears throat> this realization uh, produced an idea that uh, the key for advancement for scaling the system, quantum computing system, would be integrate control electronics and readout electronics uh, together with qubits in such a way that uh, uh, the number of uh, lines, input-output lines going outside of the system will be reduced, will be disconnected from the number of gates because this is the only way to scale the system. Unfortunately, superconducting electronics allows to implement this idea because it has extremely low power and therefore can be uh, integrated in close proximity to the qubit without significant back action. So that was the, uh, the initial uh, idea of how to build scalable quantum computer. And uh, so that's why we, once we realized that this is possible, we uh, 
uh, spin out from Hypress and started a new company called Seek, which is aimed exactly on this uh, approach when classical superconducting electronics uh, performing readout and control of uh, quantum uh, processor in such a way that it will be integrated together in a cryogenic environment. The number of input-output lines will be substantially reduced, and all communication with room temperature will be through digital uh, sort of cables, uh, low cost, exactly as it's done with the modern computer. So can you expand on how superconductivity will play a role in advancing quantum? Uh, uh, yes. So another important aspect of building a quantum computer is to performing quantum matter correction. That was the key for building a sort of scalable quantum computer where uh, you can actually utilize the number of qubits that you integrate together. Otherwise, majority of the qubits which will be on the processor will not be useful because of the errors. In order to do that, <coughs> you need to read out qubits, uh, detect uh, sort of uh, uh, errors and uh, in indirect way, and then do decoding and uh, decode which qubits need to be corrected. And uh, the way the theory of this process is known, but the way people trying to implement it is to uh, perform decoding at room temperature. Unfortunately, this process of decoding is significantly slow. Uh, in addition, that you need to provide the time for reading out uh, qubits uh, to send signal to room temperature, generate corrective signals, and then back plus decoding time. And by time it's all done, errors uh, will multiply, and uh, uh, this the whole scheme will not work. So the way to do it uh, uh, correctly is to do it faster. And the only way to do it faster to use higher speed electronics, which also collocated with the qubits. So that's the reason that we also using superconducting electronics, because that is the additional benefit that it can provide. Uh, you can build a quantum error correction module that will be uh, doing this job uh, very fast and therefore uh, reaching the threshold of uh, error correction required. Oleg, how do you envision quantum being used or applied with existing and emerging technologies? And what applications can benefit from quantum technologies? This is a great question. And uh, there are a great number of people trying to figure out how exactly to plug quantum computing into, into existing computing systems or built-in new systems which would allow to 
uh, to uh, really make uh, useful impact uh, on uh, practical tasks. And uh, the search for the use case, which is implementable in near term, is ongoing. There are a number of software and algorithm companies uh, and research groups which are trying to find uh, the simpler and simpler algorithm. Simpler means uh, requiring less and less hardware in order to bring this uh, threshold of uh, usability or usefulness closer to the current state of the art in hardware. So you see this process of uh, improving hardware, making more and more complex uh, and uh, the useful uh, quantum processor. At the same time, you see the process of uh, developing new quantum algorithms which require less hardware. Um, so they still somewhat far apart from each other, but this gap is, is, is closing. There are a number of different applications that people are working on, uh, primarily focusing on uh, chemistry, uh, pharmaceuticals, uh, various optimization methods, and so on and so forth. There are, again, plenty of uh, uh, different fields in pretty much uh, all areas of, of uh, applications uh, everywhere. Every large company now is uh, trying to understand how quantum computing can affect and help their particular industry and uh, to solve the difficult questions and answer difficult questions and uh, tasks that currently not uh, computable using classical computing. And we don't know yet which uh, particular application will uh, fire first, uh, where the, the breakthrough will happen. Uh, we, in our company, we're working on a couple of different applications, and uh, they all look promising. And the uh, questions, uh, question again, when the gap between algorithm and uh, hardware will be closed to deliver first a practical uh, quantum computer, which can not just demonstrate quantum supremacy or, or just demonstrate that it works, but really uh, can solve something that uh, has practical significance and uh, usefulness. So what are some of the challenges facing quantum technology advancement? Uh, well, there are several challenges and pretty much in all aspects of uh, uh, development uh, of quantum computers, starting from materials, fabrication, circuit design, uh, system integration, algorithm, and, and so on and so forth. Uh, if you talk to different sort of uh, subject matter expert, they would uh, tell you about uh, their particular uh, aspect of uh, building the system and what needs to be solved. From my point of view, 
the most important aspect is system integration because that's where uh, uh, I view that uh, currently uh, systems, uh, quantum computing system or system development is, is hampered. Uh, to a scale present architecture where every qubit connected to room temperature electronics or to maybe cooled electronics but still far from the, uh, the quantum processor remains uh, one of the key uh, problems uh, to be solved. So that's why we focusing on this particular problem as the main, the most critical problem. Of course, uh, everybody would benefit to have better materials in order to produce uh, high coherence qubits, which will uh, improve uh, overall uh, situation with uh, fidelities and uh, in, uh, redu uh, uh, will help in building fault tolerant computing, uh, error mitigation, and so on and so forth. Uh, but still, the main, the most critical aspect is uh, how to build scalable quantum computing by integrating uh, uh, integrating control plane and a quantum processor together. Oleg, thank you again for your time today. This has been a very informative discussion. Do you have any final thoughts you'd like to share? Perhaps advice for young people that might be interested in quantum technologies or quantum computing or any resources that you might be able to point them to? Uh, the building workforce for quantum computing is uh, one of the uh, very important uh, issues uh, which is not currently solved. Although there are a number of academic groups which are uh, preparing uh, specialists in this field, but clearly demand outstrips uh, the, the supply. Uh, we see this in uh, inability to hire as many, we call it quantum engineers, as we need. Every sort of uh, suitable candidate is highly contested. So therefore, I encourage uh, young people to really look into this uh, field because that, that is highly promising and uh, the highly, uh, highly uh, coveted work which uh, people wouldn't have a, a problem to find a job. At the same time, uh, there are a lot of unsolved uh, questions and innovation to be made. And this is especially important for uh, many young people, uh, ambitious young people who would like not just to be, uh, not just to work on some uh, interesting work, but also made a personal impact to do something uh, that never been done before and really mark uh, their names in, in the history of the development of this technology. So this is the perfect opportunity uh, to do that. And uh, I don't think, uh, it, it, I would say it's a rare time in the uh, history of technology when such uh, opportunity present. 
and uh, uh, for example, I would compare this to the dawn of uh, computing era when uh, integrated circuits were just uh, uh, invented and uh, people started to develop different type of uh, logic families and so on and so forth and there are, uh, were a lot of uh, room for innovation. Uh, so this is very similar. And the, the, the people have uh, now newcomers have the opportunity to really make their mark in in the development and not just uh, earn good money and uh, have an interesting job, but really uh, be remembered uh, in many years uh, because they did something that nobody done before. Thank you for listening to our interview with Oleg Mukhanov. Learn more about the IEEE Quantum Initiative by visiting our web portal at quantum.ieee.org.